Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. James opens his letter, his epistle, with the words, quote, My brethren counted all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That's James 1, 2 to 3, New King James. Now, if you're like me, you have to ask, what? How can I be filled with joy about the trials I may be suffering through? Well, James provides the answer, and it is that trials produce patience. If we allow that to occur, if we submit ourselves to God during and in the midst of those trials. Now, while evil people design evil things for others, that's us, God intends that these same evil things that come our way are intended only for our good and his glory. Admittingly, that is a difficult concept to wrap our brains around solely because our sin nature is guided by self and it demands that we preserve self above all things. Now, therein lies the daily difficulty of trying to see beyond ourselves to embrace God's will for our lives. The many trials that Christians are experiencing today come because of individuals who, by doing Satan's will, seek to control all of humanity. And this, they believe, will grant them supremacy over all global society. You know, you talk about white supremacy. Well, it's globalist supremacy that the world is having to deal with now. Anyone who continues to believe that the individuals who seek absolute control and their agents are doing what they're doing for our health, safety, and good is likely beyond help at this point. In spite of everything that comes out against their chosen narrative, globalists continue to push ahead with their plans to dominate. And we hear new comments from Klaus Schwab on a nearly weekly basis. He clearly believes his time has come. And that's very possible. We are now warned civilization faces a triple-demic, for instance, that is said to decimate the globe if people don't get the next set of jabs but will likely add to the growing number of people suddenly dying instead. Now, I've already spoken of catastrophic contagion in a previous article. Powerfully evil people show no signs of letting up, attempting to force their will on the world. I mean, really, who can blame them? Because if they relaxed their grip at all, they would probably lose everything they've worked to gain at this point. Now, it's all about control, all of it, and we should not be surprised at all, nor should we be anxious, as though this whole attempt by Satan to overcome the established order is somehow abnormal. It's not abnormal. This is what Satan does. Through his human minions, Satan needs to gain full control of global society because unless and until he has that, his plans come to nothing. And ultimately, we know his plans come to nothing anyway. So to that end, he works deceiving the masses into believing that if we're not careful, the following things are going to overtake society, pandemics and climate change. Now, the most deceived people in the world, rich globalists, are the same ones trying to create the final global government of which they see themselves as being in control of, ruling over the rest of us. 
The two things above, pandemics and climate change, are the main objectives used to bring about world domination. That seems to be what Satan has decided on. They work off of tremendous fear. We're warned that if we don't have enough fearful respect for these viruses that are here and coming, uh, that we're all going to die. It's going to happen to everybody. It's just going to decimate the planet. If we fail to reduce the carbon footprint each person produces, we're all going to die. It's going to decimate the planet. Uh huh. I'm really not sure, given the fact that these same globalists push abortion the way they push it and everything else the way they push it, are really concerned about our health, safety, and continuing to be alive. It just doesn't make any sense. But to the non-thinking, lack of discerning person, it does make sense. It's always about our impending deaths because globalists know that most people do not want to die and they will do whatever they can to remain alive, even if that means giving up freedom. Even Christians fall prey to this. And this is not to say that all caution should be thrown to the wind. It is to say that when our decisions are based primarily on fear, we imprison ourselves. Death via pandemics and climate change is huge business, and it's how society is being corralled and controlled incrementally, forced down a predetermined path toward a new world order of domination. Now, for instance, Oxfordshire in the UK has adopted even greater controls over people living there than were previously in existence. They will soon be faced with, people will be faced with what's called climate lockdowns. And what this means is citizens coming and goings will be fully controlled, enabled by locking gates at each entry and exit to a town or village. That means that people will not be able to leave as often as they'd like. In fact, the city council there has determined that, quote, residents will be allowed to leave their zone a maximum of 100 days per year. But in order to even gain this, every resident will have to register their car details with the council, who will then track their movements via smart cameras around the city, unquote. Now, isn't that exciting? It sounds like a prison to me where you're allowed out on furlough for 100 days total out of 365 days a year. It's a highly useful method, though, to gain and keep control of people. Another example is in the EU, where they've just now adopted a new taxation policy according to a person's carbon footprint. The more of a carbon footprint a person creates, the more taxes they will pay. Everything that's happening today is due to Satan who seeks absolute dominance over global society. Everything. His time is apparently here. None of this should surprise the mature Christian because God's word warns of it throughout as we get closer and closer to the final last few years of human-led history. Too many folks are completely unable to see this, and they still believe those in power are doing what they do to keep us safe and secure. This isn't to say again, that the tribulation will start next week, next month, or next year. I'm not saying that. It is simply to reiterate that we appear to be swiftly moving toward the start of that final seven-year period. When it begins, only God knows. So anybody who tells you, oh, I know when it's going to happen, ignore them. 
in Middle East developments, it also appears that the Abraham Accords continue to be refined and pushed, with many leaders in that area of the world moving ahead toward this potential peace deal. Will this be the actual covenant Antichrist confirms in Daniel 9, 24-27? I have zero idea. I really don't know. It could be, but there could also be something coming after this one or several coming after this one until we get to that one where the Antichrist is on the world stage publicly and we see him and then he confirms the covenant that exists at that point. Well, so here in the USA, Jonathan Brentner at Rapture Ready opines that America is really at the end of the road because God's judgment is here. And I'll remind people that I have all these links in the transcript that's associated with this audio. Now, I've talked about all of this as well in previous articles, noting that the Apostle Paul makes this downward progression in society clear. He calls it out. He makes, he, he, he makes it very clear for us in Romans 1. All the upheaval throughout the globe is causing a huge shift politically, which is making it easier for Satan to implement his will. And that, of course, is done by God's permission. Now, Damon Duck's article uh, also discusses eight reasons showing that we're nearing the start of the tribulation, and he does not predict when it will start. I want to make that clear. He simply notes indicators that to him mean we are approaching that day when God will begin pouring out his judgment. This is absolute fact. Yet, error persists in too many today. I ran into one person recently who, through a great deal of mathematical calculations, has decided the exact day that the tribulation will begin and when our Lord will actually return. Specifically, the day. It always amazes me how Jesus' statement that no one knows the day or the hour is completely missed or ignored by those folks in favor of their mathematical uh, whatever that they go through just to arrive at a specific date and time. Satanists and his minions are nothing if they cannot control people. They know that. They have great power, but if they can't control people, they can't do what they want to do. They cannot force so they do so using fear, threats, taxes, and other things to coerce people into doing what they're told. So obviously they're using politicians, they're using leaders of countries, and they're working through those individuals for our bad things to happen, not for our good. If people's movements aren't being controlled, controlling their health through forced experimental jabs that causes more harm than good... Well, then they attempt to refuse to allow people to talk about it or ask honest questions, vilifying anyone who believes there are problems with the CV cocktail. Satan is clearly, it seems, not backing down. And in fact, he seems to be digging in because he has a great deal to lose if the current narrative is overturned with truth. So at all costs, you've got to keep truth under the lid. But if Satan and his globalist predators aren't doing all of the above that I just mentioned. They're also trying to overturn the moral code that has existed in the USA and other countries for generations. For instance, in spite of the fact that God made only two genders, and aside from the fact that a man should only marry a woman from Jesus's own mouth, the idea today is that people can be fluid, changing gender as if by magic, as if they change clothing. 
Beyond this, there are a growing number of people who identify as furries. You ever heard that term? I'm sure you have, meaning some form of an animal. They're a cat, they're a dog, they're a horse. Years ago, these people would have been confined to insane asylums. Today, they are pandered to, elevated, and celebrated. Anyone not accepting their narrative is treated as a bigot and as a hater. This is a form of persecution against those who follow Jesus because we follow his moral code, not the world's. The left always does the things that confuses issues and stretch credulity. Like so many other acts passed by Congress, for instance, the recent, quote, Respect for Marriage Act, unquote, it doesn't respect marriage, but it simply forces people to accept what is, what God has said is unnatural. And, uh, that's basically what that's about. Congress has removed options from the state's control and forced the federal opinion on each state, effectively tying the hands of state legislators. I suppose the state legislators and the state attorney generals could file lawsuits, but we'll see if that ever happens. The left is never concerned about what is right, what is truthful. It is always about overthrowing the established order, which actually makes them the true fascists, in spite of the fact that Google changed the definition of fascism a few years ago. The Apostle Peter details a great deal of this in 2 Peter 2. He talks about destructive doctrines, then breaks it down with the coming doom of false teachers, describes the depravity of false teachers in that chapter, as well as the deceptions used by false teachers to advance their narrative, their agenda. Now, obviously, he's talking about those within Christendom, not those outside of the visible church, but many of these false teachers are in lockstep with globalists and their agenda and ultimately with Satan. Remember, Jesus spoke of the weed and the tares, the latter being impersonators and not true believers within Christendom. These liars work against God and his will. They seek glory for themselves and Satan so that they will be highly esteemed by the world system. And it is because of these imposters that error continues to work its way into the church and weak, spiritually immature Christians are enslaved by the lies and deceptions promulgated by these liars and fascists. Now, between Paul, James, and Peter, we gain a very clear picture of these end days and the attitude and tone that will prevail. Many portions of the Bible shed light on end times things, but these specific writers offer insights into specifically how the deceptions are inculcated and grown throughout society, which is happening today. Folks, the issue today is all about control. The left is doing all it can to gain and maintain control over us, and they're doing it on behalf of their father, Satan. And it's probably best, I've said this before, to walk away from all this while maintaining an attitude of resistance wherever possible. God will protect and provide for those who rely directly on him and trust him in spite of the way things may look and how worse they may get. Now, in order to survive the increasing technocratic control of global society, we must become more self-sufficient, just like our ancestors were, which will allow us to resist the controllers. We must also force ourselves to give situations that we encounter to God 
and trust him for his outcome and strengthening. As far as I know, it's the only way to give yourself a buffer and distance yourself from the system of Babylon that is currently being erected in earnest right now. Too many people, too many people are embracing all aspects of it. And that's, that applies to too many Christians too. There's no thinking involved. They just go along. We are warned to come out of Babylon, Revelation 18.4. Even though we are not at that point in the tribulation where Revelation 18.4 refers, yet where the Babylonian system does fall, it would be best, in my opinion, to begin now to rely less and less on that system that will ultimately fail and fall. The coming and the growing system of Babylon and possibly a city headquarters of the future, but it's certainly a system, is being ushered in through electronic surveillance and devices, loss of freedoms, and top-down technocracy. Now, I've written about this quite a bit, and I've got a link to that if you care to look into it. And it goes all the way back to 2011 when I started writing about this stuff. Let me remind readers about the smart cities that are being built as newly added infrastructures now into cities that already exist. So they're adding an underworking of surveillance and electronics that will help them gain control. And they're doing this in cities, large cities that already exist. So I've got links to smart cities if you care to look into that. I firmly believe God wants us living in peace trusting him to provide regardless of what comes at us. He wants us to continue being light in the growing darkness to those people who are dying. While we should be aware of what is being built around the world, what's happening, what's going on, absolutely, we shouldn't put our heads in the sand, but we should never become rigid with fear, unable to move one way or another. These days are the perfect time to exercise our trust in the Lord. I do want to thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical conservative perspective. 